It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about your empowerment with knowledge so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. And you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. You're tuning in to a continuing series that we call Back to Basics, where I address ways that you can empower yourself and take control of your wallet, where we dig in-depth to topics that we talk about from time to time on the show. And in prior episodes, we've talked about the whole process of buying a house, how to invest when you're an investor, when you're a saver, how to buy a car, how to repair a car, all the facets with that. And item by item, uh, episode by episode, we talk about how you can be empowered in an area where instead of us just breezing through a topic or from a question with someone, I go deeper. And today, I want to deal with the concept of more month than money. It is an American problem. And although not uniquely American, amplified heavily in our culture, we in the United States are overwhelmingly a consumption-oriented society. It is for a number of reasons. One, the tax code in the United States is not set up specifically to reward people for spending less than what you make. And we as a nation would benefit enormously if we went to what are known as consumption-based taxes that would reward you for money you hoarded, money you did not spend. We in the United States have an extremely low savings rate. We as Americans tend, depending on the month, to be saving somewhere between 2 and 4%, 2 cents of each dollar, 4 cents of each dollar of what we make, where in order to create real financial security in your life, it needs to be a minimum dime of each dollar you make. And in Asia, it's customary that people save a third of what they make. And it creates a lot more financial security than we have here. So all these things take time to turn the ship around. So I can't fix the national ship of state, but I can give you ideas to fix your personal ship of state and turn that ship around slowly. You don't turn a ship in a hurry, but you turn it gradually. And one of the areas that you can make a difference is in your monthly bills. What you accept is just fact with your monthly bills. I want to divide this in two topic areas. Right now I want to address the bills that each individually may not seem consequential, but add up to an enormous amount of money. Examples. Let's talk about technology cell phones, internet service, pay TV, streaming services, those kind of things. And then there are others that are not necessarily tech-oriented, which you're paying for utilities. Do you pay for like a gym membership? Do you have a burglar alarm? What are you paying for it? I mean, all these monthlies 
that feel like they're automatics, like you can't do anything about them, one by one, you can tackle them and come up with potentially hundreds to thousands of dollars back in your pocket. Let me give you an example. I talk to people all the time that are paying huge monthly bills for cell phone service. And they tend to be creatures of habit. They are in a plan with the two original dominant players, AT&T or Verizon. Nothing wrong with either of the companies. Just that if you've been in a plan with them a long time, odds are you are way overpaying for your cell phone service. And you could make a big difference. I was talking with a couple where one of them is over 55, and I said, you know, if you switch to T-Mobile, you could be paying $70 a month for unlimited everything. Because only one has to be over 55 to make that happen. And turns out she's paying on a legacy plan with Verizon for three people $270 a month. So she can't save all 200 of that difference, but she could save most of it by jettisoning the third person and putting them on a cheap plan with somebody. But making that change, even when you have the information, isn't easy. You have to be willing to stop inertia and start something better and cheaper. I have a cell phone plan guide at Clark.com that we continually update because the cell phone choices have proliferated for service. And there are so many alternatives that can be so affordable depending on your pattern. I was talking with a woman just days ago who had been at one time paying just over $100 a month just for herself for a line of service, and now she's paying 30 with the discounter. 30 And getting everything she wants with talk, text, and data. Internet service at your home. You know, most of us only have a choice, if we have a choice, of the Monopoly local phone company and Monopoly cable company. Whoever you're with, put them in competition with the other one. And every time a special deal with the one you switch to expires, start the process over again. Yeah, it's a little bit of hassle. Make sure you always get the quote in writing. Email's fine. Text is fine. But you can save significant money, usually $500 or more a year, by putting the two monopolies in competition for Internet. And with cell phone, you can save easily that much a year for a family, you can break into the $1,000 range or more that you'll save just by making a change. One area that is not apples to apples is pay TV. A lot of people are cutting the cord or cutting back what you get from traditional pay TV, their satellite phone company, or traditional cable company for pay TV and going to streaming services. And I have a guide to the streaming services at Clark.com because if you are happy with the streams and you're judicious in how you pick them, you should be able to reduce the typical pay TV package of right around 100 bucks a month to around 40 a month. It won't be truly uh, equivalent. You might not have quite as many channels. 
but you're going to save over the course of a year somewhere around six, seven, eight hundred dollars in a year. That's real money. And item by item, you pick up real money. And if you do want to stay with tradi- traditional pay TV, you just put them all in competition with each other. Satellites versus the phone company versus the cable company. See who's willing to make the best deal at that moment. And when that special deal expires, you start again. I'm giving you homework. But that homework generates potentially thousands of take-home dollars in your pocket, tax-free dollars that you keep hold of. Depending on where you live in the country, you may have the ability to shop for utilities. More and more places in the country, you can go to a competitive provider for natural gas and or electricity. And the more you pay attention to the offerings in the market, the more money you can save. And that depends on local rules and if you shop. And gym memberships. I was in a shopping center today that had one of those no-frills gyms. Ten bucks a month. It's not fancy. I went and looked in the window. But it's $10 a month. What are you paying for a gym membership? Do you even go to the gym? And remember, never join a gym that you have to sign a long-term contract with. Period. And speaking of long-term contracts, never, 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 not ever sign a contract with a burglar alarm company. Never, never, not ever. You need to be a free agent on monitoring because the cost of monitoring varies so much month to month, depending on who you're with. And the quality will vary from company to company. So... The other change with burglar alarms that's so different than that advice I've given all through the years is now the technology has improved so much, you can do any of the many self-installed burglar alarm systems that are much, much cheaper to own and operate with extremely low to no cost each month for monitoring. And I do have information about some of those at Clark.com. You also can have your monthly bills managed for you. There's a website that people are polarized about called asktrem.com. Asktrem.com that shops around to see if they can lower your monthly bills for you. And coming up in just a few minutes, I'm going to get into how you deal with the big money that you spend every month. Follow me at facebook.com slash clarkhoward. When you got a question for me, go clark.com slash ask. Cole was with us on the Clark Howard Show. Cole, you're trying to stretch your food dollar. Tell me about that. Uh, how you doing today, Clark? Great, thank you. Hope you are. Good, yeah, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, I have a terrible uh, habit of just spending too much money a week on food. And I'm a good spender when it comes to other things, but when it comes to food, I just do terrible. And it's probably about like $100 a week, if not more. And I just recently purchased a house, so I want to get my, I want to create a monthly budget is my goal. And I was wondering if you could recommend any, any help. Actually, I like looking at food a different way rather than budgeting by dollar amount. I like to look at it from the ground up. Uh, for your meals per week, how many of them are you eating out? How many are you eating home? 
probably, I'd say, like 70% I'm eating out. That's it. That solves it. Your problem is solved. Yeah. I'm serious. Because eating out is so frightfully more expensive than eating at home. Mm-hmm. And don't try to go from 70% out to zero. Start slow. So what you said 30% of the time by your guests you're eating home. What meal is that? Is that... You're just grabbing something for breakfast? or Yeah, when you... it's usually something quick, just a sandwich for breakfast, nothing right. like a heavy meal. So why don't you start at, at lunchtime? Because the average you're spending eating out, probably if you're going fast food or something like that, you're probably spending 6 bucks per meal, 7 bucks a meal. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? Yes, sir. So if you will try something for me, do you work a regular shift regular schedule Uh, yeah about eight to five perfect perfect that is the perfect situation for you to do you know the the person you see who always brings his or her own lunch Mm -hmm. all right so they're they're spending probably five dollars a work week and you're spending 30 that alone is going to bring a hundred bucks back into your life I see. So keep eating your dinners out, keep eating your breakfast at home, and come up with a plan. My oldest daughter makes a meal plan every Sunday, what she's going to make herself for lunch all week long. And then she makes her lunches Sunday evening and has them available for her. You know, she keeps them in her refrigerator, just grabs each day's lunch and takes it into work. And you don't need a budget. You just need to do that. And I guarantee you, you're going to be able to find that new house of yours more affordable with that one change. Follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. When you got a question for me, go clark.com slash ask. Brian's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Doing good, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. You want to talk about cell phones. What's up? Well, it's an offer I got that I don't know is legitimate or not. It's a thing called T-Mobile Tuesday, and they supposedly give away a lot of free stuff, but I don't know if getting the stuff means signing up for a bunch of mailing lists and if it's just a way to hand you off to other mailing lists and give your information to everybody or Uh, it's part of something brian you know t-mobile does this thing called the uncarrier where they're trying to differentiate themselves from particularly verizon and at&t and so they're always doing different stunts and the t-mobile tuesday they do joint marketing things where they give things away people who are t-mobile customers love t-mobile tuesday and get all kinds of freebies every week there's been no gotcha for people about suddenly you're getting deluged with spam or spam texts or anything along those lines so the the deals are pretty legitimate they are completely legit well i'll give it a try then so uh, are you getting a good deal on t-mobile it's the best plan i've had for the money for the data and everything so far uh, I just don't usually sign up for any kind of extra promotional type things on my plans. And this is the first one that I've thought about because I have been happy with their other stuff. 
Well, great. Well, you enjoy it and download the T-Mobile Tuesdays app to your smartphone, and then you'll be able to access all the deals. I'll, I'll let you know. All right. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Sure. So, yeah, isn't that funny? Somebody says they're going to give you stuff for free. You automatically assume that it's bogus. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas how to fatten that thing so you can keep more of what you make. All right. So you are in the midst of a special thing we're doing on the Clark Howard Show on our broadcast and our podcast. And we call it Back to Basics, where I address topic areas where if you really want to grab hold of what's going on with your wallet and make a difference in it, you dig deep with these topics. And if you're listening to the broadcast, last half hour, we talked about how to control monthly bills for technology and then smaller monthly bills, like the kinds you might find subscriptions you've got on monthly bills, things like that that you even forgot you had. This part of this is the much tougher part because all those little things you can say add up, and they do, and they can end up being in the hundreds or thousands in a year that they put back in your wallet. But facts are facts, and the big money that we spend each year is in the two areas that once we've got those expenses, it gets harder to stop wheezing on them. And that's housing and cars. And by the way, I've done back to basics about how to buy a house, how to buy a car, all those kind of things. But this is more about them as expenses in your life that don't give you any breathing room in your life. And housing, the most expensive part of our monthly budget for most of us, cars the second most expensive. The easiest change to make in your life is in what you spend on transportation each month. I say it's easy because even if you are choking on some loan, those car loans pay out. And then the greatest way you reform your budget is by not getting in another car payment for as long as you can avoid it. If you're a longtime listener to me, you'll hear people who are like at postgraduate school with me who are driving a car they have year after year after year, and the expression you you may have always heard me use over the years is till the wheels fall off. Because the big hit to your wallet on owning transportation is the depreciation that you pay in the early years, you know, the drop in value each year, the high cost of the financing on it, and the high cost of insuring a newer, more expensive car. So if you will change for the rest of your life your relationship with transportation, And think of doing this. If you like to buy new cars, trucks, SUVs, whatever, that you 
only buy one with a contract with yourself that you will keep that new vehicle a minimum of 10 years. Or if you buy used cars, that you'll keep a used car a minimum of four years. Why is the choice so stark, used versus new? Because the great level of depreciation, loss and value in a car happens when it's brand new for the first really 40 months. And then after that, there's much less loss and value month after month. So if you buy used cars, you're already ahead of the game, as long as they're in good shape, you have them checked out by a mechanic, as I talked about in the car back to basics. But then if you drive that vehicle for even as little as four years, you will have bent the cost curve of transportation in your life. And if you do think about being a car driver without a monthly payment, you make a huge difference in your life. Most people never get out from under a monthly payment. And think about all that money you're paying month after month that if you owned a car free and clear, and I'm sorry, I call it car. It could be a truck, SUV, van, whatever. But you own it free and clear month after month You have no payment. That's money you're not paying that the person in the next driveway is paying. And so the car thing is very easy to do if you'll make that psychological change in your life and get rid of caritis. Caritis is that ants-in-your-pants kind of thing where you always feel like you got to have the newest, latest, greatest, whatever vehicle. And let's talk housing. Housing can be an albatross. There's a philosophy a lot of people were raised with that you buy the biggest house you can possibly qualify for a loan for. And fortunately, there are a lot of people who are first-time homebuyers who don't think that way. Because think about how much square footage in a home we really don't use. Think how many rooms in a home you don't use. And the more you will temper the square footage to what you actually need versus what you're looking at because you're excited. Remember, less to take care of, less to repair, less to maintain is so much better an idea than big, bigger, and biggest. Now, I want to talk rent for a minute because a third of us rent. And rents have caused a lot of people to wheeze financially. The great news, and there was just a thing with one of the nation's biggest real estate developers was just at a financial conference in Beverly Hills, California. I think it was uh, Zell was the real estate developer, one of the big guys you read, read about if you read financial stuff like I do. And he was talking about how there's not a single commercial 
part of the real estate market he would invest in right now because of overbuilding. And apartments are being incredibly overbuilt in most of the country. If you are a renter and you're feeling squeezed by rents, know that all the construction is your friend. And if you will avoid being a creature of habit and staying where you are and go shop the market, who knows what you're going to find? Because if you stay where you are, odds are the rent's going to go up. But when my oldest brother used to live in Bethesda, Maryland, where rents are a zillion dollars, he and his wife went out, uh, followed my exact guideline, six weeks before their lease was up, they went out and shopped other apartments and saw what rents they could get and decided, you know, we'll just move. I mean, that's a great deal at this other place. They went to their landlord, which was a big apartment building, and said, yeah, we're going to turn in our notice. We're going to move right down the street. And the landlord immediately cut their rent on renewal 20%, That's not going to happen in every situation. But the more you survey the market. And the more you're willing to walk, the more you're willing to move from the rental you're in. With overbuilding rife in so much of the country, the better a deal you're going to get. Michael's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? Hey, Clark. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Good having you. I have, um, I found an app which is great for logging receipts and expenses. I travel a lot. I tell them one of those people that normally take the receipts, throw them in a big box, and at the end of the year, put them all together. So I found this app, but I'm scared because they want my credit card information so that every time a transaction goes through, they'll just put it and make a report with it. So in this case, I'd like to ask you to go ahead and name the app. It's Concur. Oh, I always think of that as being for corporate entities. It, it is, but I just have a lot of receipts, and I thought, and sometimes I use multiple credit cards for transactions, so I thought this would be great to try. Because usually Concur is used by companies to make sure people are complying with what they call corporate travel policy, and right. that you're not gaming the system so you can pay more money for a ticket to get more frequent flyer miles on one of the full fare airlines or whatever, and they, they do expense management for companies and it's been really useful for them i didn't know they did a platform just for individual consumers well maybe they don't but i looked at it and i thought it would work for me because it does log everything um it's easy for me to print out a report hand it to my accountant and say go for it well and what are they i'm curious because i've never thought of it or heard of it being used by an individual, what do they charge for that? It's an $8 fee per month. So $100 a year for the expense app. If it if that helps you keep tight track of all your expenses and make sure you get reimbursements as you're entitled to, I know there's going to be weird to people who don't travel for business. That's a bargain. But what about the, they want my credit card information. Though. That's I okay. They I need that to track expenses. Okay, that was the part I was most concerned about, because I hear you say, don't give out your credit card information, don't do checking account information. So I, I Yeah, there's a lot of that. noise about that, particularly the giant monster megabanks are very upset 
about any of the services that track spending for you or anything like that, that you're giving them sign-ins to your bank account or your account numbers or whatever. But in this case, you have a potential risk that a credit card number would be compromised versus a clear benefit of being able to have a much easier process to track expenses. Yeah. And I think that trade-off is worth it. Now, if you look to see if the capabilities of TripIt good enough to be able to do what you want, is that one you've heard of? I haven't researched it yet. I think this was just easy for me because I could actually take a picture of the receipt and it's right in my computer already. Okay. So before you sign up, just look at TripIt. Okay. And see if it will do a good enough job of, I don't think people use TripIt necessarily as expense tracking, but TripIt's free. Okay. So see if its nice. capabilities would work for you. It's both an app and a website, T-R-I-P-I-T dot com, and see if that gets it done. And if it doesn't, then I think it's, again, $8 a month. Sounds like a deal for thorough uh, travel expense account management. Okay, great. Thank you for your help. All right, have a great day. Okay, you too. Grant is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Grant, you want to talk about glasses. Yes, sir. Hey, Clark. Hey. So, I'm like you, love glasses, cannot wear contact. I've, for years, bought on and off from the internet when, you know, this craze started roughly 06, 07, uh, buying your eyeglasses online and amazing deals, uh, as you know. Then uh, got a little older, <laughs> turned 50 this year. and uh, Happy birthday. Little- <laughs> you look not a day over 35, though. <laughs> Thank you. So needing progressives, you know, or bifocal, something like that uh, for reading, basically. So my concern was, I guess, more of like just a comment. As I started researching it, going to optometrists and talking to licensed opticians at the boutiques, et cetera, I became more and more aware of kind of a thing to be seriously concerned about. Okay, Um, let me tell you, I've heard this before. Yeah. I have ordered, I wear progressive lenses. Okay. And I have never had a problem with a pair that I ordered from one of the cheap online sellers. But what I recommend is a safe harbor till you're comfortable. Buy your first pair paying too much for them. Buy a backup pair from one of the discount online sellers. And if there's a significant difference in how you see out of those glasses, maybe all the warnings are right. But I bet you you're going to find they're just the same. Right. I have, I've had the same experience. They've been successful more than they have not in terms of buying online. But, yeah, correct. That's, that's a great method. Yeah, uh, so you, you try them, and I bet you'll like them, but get your first pair to satisfy your fears, and you'll save money anyway. Here on the Clark Howard Show, remember, you can ask questions so many ways. We're here to serve you, and whatever method serves you best, you can post a question for me at clark.com ask, and then we'll post a question for you on the air or ask it right here on the air with Joel asking it. Joel, who do you have an Ask Clark from? Clark Victoria wrote in. She says, do you have any info for people that are looking for a non-smartphone plan? 
Yes, non-smartphone plans are very easy to get now and very, very cheap, although you may have to have a smartphone to use the plans, which is weird, right? But Ring Plus is something that has made a lot of people very happy. Ring Plus has plans where you get a few hundred minutes a month and pay nothing for monthly service to plans at $10 a month. Republic Wireless has been a company that's made people ultra happy. RepublicWireless.com, Ring Plus is ringplus.net. And both of these are very, very inexpensive services that have very high customer satisfaction in their user base. So if you're looking for the cheapest deals out there that aren't data-oriented, these two are the best going. All right, and Archie wrote in, he says, Clark, I know you've talked about Simply Safe, but I already have a wired system in my house. Do you have any tips for saving on monitoring with that current system? Great question. There are a couple of companies that sell burglar alarms that have made them so that they are incompatible with anybody else monitoring them. And when you call to get a quote on monitoring from another company, they'll be able to, they'll ask what brand you have. They'll immediately know if they'll have any trouble hooking up to it. But when you already own a system, you should not be signing a contract for monitoring. You should be looking for monitoring in the price of somewhere 15 18 no more than $20 a month for your home security monitoring system. And what I suggest is if you still have a Yellow Pages accessible to you, look in the back of the ads for security systems and start calling those companies first. This is the Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 